0: Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femi D. Amelie. Amelie. The Brief with Family Day Live. I'm glad you joined us this very morning. Welcome to the show. It's 10.23am Nigerian time. Here's a little bit of what we're expecting on the show. In just one week, where well, we've seen the acting chairman of the Economic Financial Crimes Commission, Ibrahim Agu, see a situation where he has to ask the questions uh, regarding his time in office so far. I say so far because it's up to a point you never can tell. But many times we often ask the question, how many people do face, how many public coffee issues to face um, uh, panels and come back from those panels as clean Oh, I wonder if that would be the situation with Ibrahim Margu. but that takes place. Um, That's part of the things that made the week even more interesting. Also, this same week, we saw a new surge of attack in the North, uh, where it was believed that Nigerian Army was able to fight off uh, quite a number of terrorists, but then they did fight back. Uh, and yes, the fighting back was not casual. There were numbers, there were people, There were soldiers that lost their lives in that very encounter as well. Also this same week, we're seeing a situation where Cross River State continues to argue about the health of its people. Five people were uh, detected to have the COVID-19 in Cross River. Why am I making this an issue? Well, other states might have had those numbers, but the argument around that oftentimes, and so far so good, has been that COVID-19 is not existent uh, in, COVID, in Cross River State. However, the Nigerian Medical Association have continued to say, yes, that's the situation that there is. It's just the government is not being truthful with the truth. Now, also this week, we saw the revised uh, 2020 budget signed into law by President Muhammad Dubari bringing perspective to how the planning of the country will be for the next six months or thereabouts of what is left of it. A cutback in spending, adjustments across board in a lot of sectors, and much more. Well, these are just some of the things that made up the week. And here's the brief. I'm about to bring you all the latest stories that did happen this week. You also will get to bring in your commentary and your thoughts as regards what you make of it. Uh, Is anybody following that story about an attack in Acerok and NFIU uh, office? well-being? Should I say absurd now? People going in there to take out documents. I don't know why that is, but there was a trend with fire some time back. I don't know if that is back now, but these are things that there is to question. How come one of the most secure places in the country, if at all, if at all is getting looted. Well, this I things to wonder about. Well, welcome to the show today. Let's go through the brief. Monday till now. What has happened in Nigeria? Here's how you would know about it by staying with me for the next one hour. Here's the brief with FMD Life. Welcome to the show. <laughs>
1: Great talk show unravels your thinking, makes you stop to listen, engages you in a debate of opinions.
2: I believe this man knows what he is doing. He is is a Nigerian. And
1: ultimately brings you to the king of talk radio, Femi D. Femi D. Live.
0: Okay, now let's start off with Monday. Welcome once again. Good morning if you're just joining in. Let's go through the brief, right? Some stories have audio, some don't. But these are stories I can personally verify that they did happen uh, Well, this week. Let's start off with this story about the acting chairman of the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, Ibrahim Magro. On Monday, he honored an invitation by the presidential panel reviewing the activities of the EFCC, well, that was at the wing of the presidential villa in Abuja, the banquet hall. Well, the statement provided after is um, well being get had all kinds of words in my mouth now. There's custody, there's arrests, there's um, force, there's uh, mandated. All these words. It just depends on who's listening. We who know what really happened. But the FCC boss made an appearance before the panel, and according to the FCC spokesman, uh, Dele Oyewale said Magu was served the. Invitation to the panel while on his way to the force headquarters Abuja for a meeting. Uh, A member of a legal team from the EFCC is also with him on the panel. According to that, that was what they said on Monday. But hey, speed up now. There are other things that have happened from Monday till now. Okay. While we get to other dates of the week, let's hold on for a moment. Let's go to the Federal High Court in Lagos. Yes, on Monday, they adjourned the trial of the former governor of Ikiti State, Ayodeli Fawashi, to October 20, 2020. Uh, the court joined the case at uh, the instance of the Council to the Economic and Financial Crimes Commission, Rotimi Jacobs, who told the presiding judge, uh, Justice Chuku, Chuku Jeku uh, Aneke that the prosecution witness was supposed to testify and was not available. What well, the lawyer said the witness had informed him that one of his family members was being quarantined in an isolation center. Well, the case subsequently asked the court for an adjo- adjournment, and Justice Aneke then adjourned the case the 20th of October for the continuation of the trial. Now, that uh, governor, former Governor Farmer's name did come up. From what I know, he's also been making some interesting comments uh, with regards to, uh, well, the man, Brian Magu now having to face a partner. He says... Question him well. In fact, he has used some very mean words that I may not be able to say yet again. But he did talk about the fact that uh, finally they're catching up with with finding the reality around Ibrahim Magu Releasing almost an album around this was Dino Melay as well. It did say that she won them, forgive my choice of words, but she warned the Nigerian government, the executive arm of government, when he was in the National Assembly regarding Ibrahim Magu. In fact, he did put together a clip of all this several times he debated accordingly and differently with regards to why Ibrahim Mago should not be confirmed as the acting EFCC chairman. Uh, well, many of you remember that argument way back, um, said over and over again. And of course, there was a DSS report as well that was available. I did get to see that report at some point in time, because um, premium terms, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that read out uh, exactly what the DSS found to be areas of concern. San regarding Ibrahim Magum. Well, that's far share. So he gets to stay around and wait uh, for details of his own case to come up uh, 20th of October. Now, another story of interest this week was when the federal government said that it will shut down Ton Mainland Bridge for the next six months. Starting date yesterday. Oh no, starting date Friday, 24th of July 2020. Third mainland bridge will be showed down. Federal controller of works in Lagos State, oluka de pokwala confirmed this. He said the repairs of the bridge will begin, uh, well, on 24th of July. And uh, well, the repairs extend as far as 11.8 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, they will go. Outward mainland section of the bridge will be worked on. Uh, all relevant agencies will perfect traffic during that period. Uh, the bridge has gone through a series of repair works. You remember that. Uh, was last shot down in August 2018 for a three-day investigative maintenance check. But now they're ready to do the work and that is what is also going on. All right, let's venture into Monday now. Well, these days, we just wait for the daily briefing. Uh, The Nigerian Center for Disease Control says it has launched a new guideline that will guide the conduct of elections and political activities well, during this COVID-19 period, uh, during this pandemic as we have it, the Director General of uh, the NCDC, Dr. Chikwe Iekuazu, uh, stated this on Monday uh, during the Presidential Tax Force briefing here uh, on COVID-19. Well, he explained that these guidelines were put together to meet up with specific specific requirements, let me say that again, specific requirements with regards to how things should go be in this second phase, where the numbers continue to go up and up and up and up. Well, here he is, let him explain for you, as it Monday, his specific guidelines that are expected with regards to tackling COVID-19 in Nigeria.
2: We've developed these guidelines to support everyone involved, political parties, INEC, but most critically, Nigerians that will be going to vote in these difficult times. So in these guidelines, we try and offer advice on how to do this safely. We strongly encourage the use of TV, radio, mobile vans, social media, and other forms of communication as our politicians solicit for votes. We really want to urge our politicians, our leaders, to take responsibility and lead by example.
0: All right, well, that, that was uh, the SCDC boss, Dr. Chikwe Heku as we speaking extensively now, as regards when you're going for an election, this is what we want. And by the way, I've also seen the guidelines released by INEC for their own officials as regards what they need to do It's quite detailed. So if any official breaks that, whether the PO, APO, one, two, three, well, that that will really be uh, they on their side bridging much of the protocols that have been quite detailed by INEC on what should be done right. I've listened, I've read that uh, extensively. Now, wait for a moment. Uh, The Secretary to the Government of the Federation is concerned about you and I, all Nigerians, He says, well, if you feel any symptoms... Any of those symptoms, sneezing, coughing, headache, high temperature, malaria symptoms, or what some of people would just say, it's just snoozing, it's just tooling, It's I mean, if you feel any of the COVID-19 symptoms, okay, check in with the nearest hospital and then they will be able to get uh, the NCDC to swab in and take uh, responsibility for what needs to be treated immediately. He explains this way.
1: We can achieve more if we stop stigmatization capacity and opportunities for testing have been expanded with the opening of 40 laboratories now and creating of more testing centers I therefore encourage all nigerians to get tested to enable us fight this pandemic
0: all right, well, that was the secretary to the government, uh, boss Mustafa, explaining how things would be. Now, hold on for a moment. Uh, one man was positive some days before Monday, and then he turned out negative. Quickly enough, understate governor, Rotimi Rotemir Keridolu, in a career was briefing journalists that, well, he has received new results that uh, puts his health status as negative. What do I mean? Well, before then, uh, some days before then, it was announced that he was positive, which brings forward the question about was he positive, for just about two days to two weeks, or was it positive for an extended period of time, and then he chose not to share his status uh, with the public for a period of time. And then that also brings forward the question of, hey, did he engage publicly or was he in public space even having known, having felt symptoms? Did he choose to report or not report himself? I mean, these are questions one should ask about um, how much uh, well light has been shared because it's really strange, if I may say, medically strange, unless there's a miracle involved here uh, to get um, the status from about two days apart from positive to negative, unless something was wrong with the testing uh, with COVID-19, or unless there's something in Ondo State that are using to pound off the virus as quickly as it comes. You never can tell. But that was not the only announcement he made regarding his status. He also mentioned the fact that um, uh, he's going to pick up the new secretary to the state government of uh, Undo State is now Temitayo Oluwatuyi. Yes, that's the governor. He mentioned that Timitai Oluwati will serve as the SSG for Ondo State. Uh, he mentioned that, by the way, on Twitter. Now, this, of course, follows with the fact that the former secretary to the state of the government, Efedayo Abegude, resigned. And just as he resigned, he let go of everything, he talked about how they cheated. In the last election that brought in uh, the Ondo State Governor into power, now, I do hope somebody is interested in investigating that. But um, well, he talked about that. Granted, some extensive interview with regards to that. Meanwhile, there's been drama in Ondo State. Is anybody following that? ba baba, ba. What there's been drama in Ondo State. The uh, Deputy Governor resigned. Uh, no, he didn't resign. But uh, there was talk about his impeachment. Then the people who, who voted not to impeach him got kicked out of the State House of Assembly. All right. We dig more into this. Let's, for a moment, go on a commercial break. After the break, there'll be more stories I'd like to brief you on. This is the brief with FMD Live. Stay close. Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femi D, Amelie Amelie. back to the show this morning. The Brief with Family Live is on this very day. Hey, check, it, check out this. How is the landscape in uh, those states looking like? Yeah, uh, how is it looking like? When I say that, I mean, hey, the elections are coming up. You have about 14 candidates trying to get the attention of uh, all the voters and see reason with them why they should be voted. Fidel Losegeli worked on a story uh, to expose, or should I say provide expose now, with um, regards to how things are in Edo State.
2: Now that party primaries for the September 19 governorship election in Edo State have been concluded, political actors are fine-tuning strategies to achieve victory for their preferred candidates. Different alignments and political camps have been created for what could arguably be described as the most keenly contested governorship election in Edo State since 1999. Though other parties have candidates for the election, political pundits say the battle for survival is chiefly between incumbent governor Godwin Obaseki of the People's Democratic Party and his major rival in the 2016 polls, Pastor Osagi Ize-Eyamu, who is now flying the flag of the All-Progressives Congress. Both candidates had participated in the 2016 elections on opposite platforms where Obaseki took over the helm of affairs after Adams Oshomole's two-term stint. But since the rift between Obaseki and his former political godfather, many have expressed divergent views as to his chances of clinching a second term on the PDP platform. Former House of Assembly Aspirant in Edo State, Erosa Agbonifo, is optimistic that Governor Bassey enjoys enough goodwill to return him to Sadebe Avenue for a second term, irrespective of his new political platform. The recent event that occurred in those states really made the governor to get a sympathy from the people because there is an extent to which you fight a child, you leave the child to cry. But what the governor experienced was a total victimization from the APC-led leadership at the party level. So we're ready and we accepted him as our own because we see things that he has done and he's building an institution in those states. But public affairs analyst, Osa Nusa Odia, believes that the odds are stacked against the incumbent, as he will be going into the election alone, contrary to what happened in 2016, when Adam Sushomole single-handedly took charge of his campaign. In 2016, majority of the job were done for him by his predecessor in office, the president of Adam Sushomole. He did the campaign for him, he did the talking for him, he did the talking for him. I needed the propaganda for him. But presently now, as an incumbent, he needs to do all this for himself. So another Sosho who has been wounded by the decision of the end of the UC, where he was a party national chairman, he's not also going to go back and sleep. He must fight back. And this is going to be what will determine his political future in this state. So the odds naturally are really against the incumbent government. For Charles Akioya, the 2020 governorship election will be centred on major contenders and not the political parties they represent. So, this 2020 election, we are going to be looking at the people involved here, not just at the parties. Or we'll take a critical look at the personalities involved, what they have to bring to the table. We want uh, development here in the district of course, that's what we we'll be here for. So we don't want to get these politicians who, uh, the kind of politics they play is not truly about the people. So we're going to check your antecedents, we're going to check what you're bringing. We're going to vet you. So the impulse right now in the state is about their personalities. However, Daniel Eromosele, who is an avid fan of Ushomale, strongly believes that the former APC chairman's influence will come to bear during the polls despite his travails. He was a former governor of Edo State and has rights to some consultation and advice. Adam was only removed as the party chairman and not as a member of the party. He is still a member of the APC and a stakeholder, a party chieftain. Not to forget, Adam has supporters, people he has helped and favored. Those people are loyal to him. So I think he has great influence in the coming election. His position should not be undermined. However, another Edo indigent, Felix Wadiali, Believes Oshomele's powers have been significantly whittled down following his removal as APC chairman. A former labor leader who has a massive follower in a visit, especially in Edo North and control some part of Edo um, South. If you could remember what uh, Oshomele did to Dr. Like, Benedion and the late Tony Aneni on um, putting them on a house arrest is a uh, second-term uh, election. I'm afraid that the same uh, measure you know, might be methoded at, at him, you know, um, Obaseki going that length and putting him on him, as arrest, kind of restricting uh, his movement around the state. As the countdown continues, more intrigues will definitely unravel. Fidel Usegali reporting.
0: And I was Fido there with much of that story. Let's move on now. At the state, we'll keep tabs with that state with regards to the election that will take place later uh, this year, if things uh, stay as it is now. uh, Well, the Nigerian Bar Association, um, well, one of the key people there, the Abuja branch chairman, the immediate past chairman, I beg to say, of the Nigerian Bar Association branch here, Falarin Alukos, speaks upon the invitation uh, by the DSS um, uh, to get the acting chairman. Suspended now, suspended chairman. Oh, suspended acting chairman. Okay, that'll be the appropriate phrasing, uh, of the EFCC uh, to speak up uh, regarding what his time in office. This is how he explains all that uh, this very this week, he explained that uh, to a correspondent uh, when he was asked about, what does he make of the situation building up around the chairman? Oh, I't Margo. Uh-huh
2: the question of whether the offense or the allegations that he's been invited to respond to or within the purview of the National Security Agencies Act is a different kettle of fish entirely. It will be inherent upon the SSS to establish if such a matter is to be taken to court, to establish a prima facie case against the acting EFCC chairman. The reality of the matter is that every Nigerian is innocent until proven guilty. Even the acting EFCC chairman enjoys that privilege.
0: All right, well, enjoy yeah, enjoys our privilege. Meanwhile, in the education sector, the West African Senior School Certificate Examination, uh, which had been scheduled to commence in August, uh, well, will not commence anymore. Uh, the Minister of State for Education, Emeka Juiba, uh, announced this on Monday at a briefing uh, the, of the te- Presidential Tax Force on COVID-19 Nabuja. According to him, the ministry will publish the local timings for the examination after a meeting with the authorities. As at Monday, this was what he said.
1: I come and announce the date for your exams from the 4th of August to this 5th
0: of September. Parents, please take note. Hmm. Okay, so take note as he said. Uh back to Edo States. National Campaign Council of the All Progressive Congress for Edo State has expressed optimism that the party will win this September 19 adult governorship election. Guess who is the chairman? Uh, it has to be the Kano State Governor, Abdullahi it speaks up on how well they are prepared to win and do much more uh, for the state. Do uh, they take charge. Of the state, remember the candidate of, of um, the APC in your state is in those states is Amu. Take a listen to how he expressed um, the methodology and um, well and all the sad tactics he, he describes uh, of the opposition. This time is the PDP. Listen to how he describes them. I assure you, the composition of this campaign council is strong and we are ready to do the job.
2: APC is the answer in Edo State, so we assure you, we shall create an enabling environment for a peaceful election. We know the opposition is planning to rig the election, but we assure you, we know their tactics and we shall dismantle all their tactics. We know PDP made Wike their chairman. I assure you, we isolate Wike in an isolation centre and before he recovers, the election is over. The people of Edo State... On the
0: 19th September will come out and mercy and vote APC. Uh, why, why, why does that carry all the strangest set of energy one could think of? Ah, uh, okay, right there, there. That was uh, Governor Abdullah Gandhi was well, speaking up with regards to uh, how they do, do at those states and how will they win. Okay, that's on one sideline. Meanwhile, the care committee chairman of the APC, Governor Malami buni uh, expressed um, commitments and said, well, they will do all they can and the party will succeed.
2: The assignment before the reconciliation and campaign committee is a few ABC and to ensure successful level of the mandate by the good people of the world state voted the party into office in twenty sixteen. The rich cream of ladies and gentlemen carefully appointed into the Conciliation and Convention Council gives the party great hope and confidence that they will succeed for the party to emerge united and victorious.
0: All right, well, that's that's put some perspective to this now flights have resumed in Nigeria. Domestic flights in Nigeria have resumed. And uh, there was argument about if all the seats will be sold, uh, you know how the price of, uh, is he, no, there's a name for that. It's of some sort of kerosene variation. I'm, I'm trying to remember the name now. Uh, that they use for uh, jet jet fuel. I think they call it jet fuel sometimes. But um, that, uh, the price of that is quite on the high side. So airlines try to make money in the best way they can, in the best way they can. So a, CDEFGH, all the flights appear to be full. Did anybody see the picture I tweeted this week about how the flights were occupied? Uh, yes, all the, all the people on the flights had face masks on. But did anybody see that picture? Oh yeah, dig up my uh, Twitter account. You see the picture I tweeted earlier this week. At Family live is my Twitter account. You get to see exactly what is there. And also the latest article I did write about this, rejected emergencies. You should read that. Uh, is up on my Twitter handle similarly with my facebook and other platforms where i do exist at family line now back to domestic flights uh it resumed it was full it was full to the brim no it was full to the back the backpack but the aviation minister tried to describe what an ideal situation should be like
1: president muhammad buhari has approved and this is a very serious matter for us. The hitherto, big men, especially military men, ministers, members of the National Assembly, and the judiciary, and governors, PAs and SAs, a of people that are not traveling, and they insist they must take them inside and onto the aircraft by protocol. This will not be allowed, will not be permitted, they will be stopped. It will be very, very hard to ensure that you put your mask while you're sitting. If you don't, we consider you as an unruly passenger. An unruly passenger is not allowed to board our aircraft.
0: All right, well, that's that. Now, let's go into something tactical now. The police uh, this week, uh, Nigerian police force on Thursday, I'm um, that way, they've signed into law uh, a new bill reg- that relates to them. So, uh, well, let's see how much of an improvement they would see, they, they will get on. Uh, well, they covered quite a number of uh, items this week, aka 47 rifles, several life ammunition, jams, and mobile phones from 32 suspects who were arrested in connection with various cl- crimes, including armed robbery fraud, kidnapping, arms dealing among others. Oh yeah, that, that was the plan. Well, the public relations officer or, of the police now, Frankie Pam, announced and of course paraded the suspects earlier this week. He explained the situation that best describes how crime he is in Nigeria even now. We're here yet again to and also to expose some of the established modus operandi of these criminals to our citizens we believe that by exposing some of these antics and tactics of these criminals citizens will be able to learn and take precautionary as well as preventing steps to protect themselves
1: from these criminals we also believe that by exposing the atrocities of these criminals and by collectively naming and shaming them, others in the larger
0: society will probably think twice before engaging in some of these similar um, criminal enterprise. Mm. All right there, that was uh, spokesperson for the police. Now, this week is where... Building up on the sideline of uh, 74,000 jobs or no 74,000 jobs is another matter in the Senate now. It's the investigation into the Interim Management Committee of the Niger Delta Development Commission. Oh, yes. They've been looking at that closely. How much is um, being looked into with regards to misappropriation? I'm talking about 82. 80 now, 80 billion naira by the Interim Management Committee of the NDDC. And an investigation has been going on into that. They say this investigation is weighty. Ajayi office speaks up about what the Senate is looking out for while they look at the matter. The NDDC is an important statutory agency
2: that is supposed to improve the north of the united Delta. Community. It is therefore unacceptable to hear about inappropriate use of resources or outside financial resources.
0: Okay, now that's on one side. Also, Lubumi Adetu said the panel seeks to look at and investigate all allegations of mismanagement and misappropriations.
1: And the Ad Committee will operate openly and fairly during the investigation. The exercise is not aimed at witch hunting any individual groups, persons institutions but rather to at the root of the matter that will aid in a repositioning the ndbc effectively deliver on the mandates upon which it was established
0: mm, and then for the guys in agriculture there's been a conversation the federal government here in the fct uh what federal government uh, well was speaking in the fct now uh true uh, the man known as benga Adetum beru um, it was speaking in Kashi, a suburb of the FCT with regards to farmers and how they can benefit from agricultural programs uh, that the government is putting together at this very difficult times. Uh well, it says a lot about the palliatives and the need for them to be used correctly.
2: The government is rolling out programs on agriculture. They should not let this thing get down to the practical farmers. They should have been able to come down to the organized sector because there are a lot of value chains in agriculture. There are associations of ogura, canava and all of those. Government should be able to identify those groups and reach out to the those That is when whatever doing will
0: reach them. All right. We're also speaking about the weather, rain, weather, rain, weather, rain, and agricultural products.
2: the rain Is you will see it as if it's fall, but you will not see anything. But if you go towards Wari, the Bawagalaga side, the rain will come. And when it comes, it comes in serious torrent and the erosion and like that. Going on, comes will almost be uprooted from ground. So the inconsistency in the rainfall has equally affected everything. By the time it happens, there will be a lot of scarcity, so to speak, because the situation has actually affected farming seriously.
0: Let's talk about money now. Um, Well, the Minister of Finance, Zainab Ahmed, has spoken about uh, how the revised 2020 budget looks like. A total expenditure of 9.16 trillion, while the projection being made for the 2021 budget will be 9.613 trillion naira. Well, pretty pretty much of all all this is framework. Uh, We had the Vice President, Yemi Oshibaju, at the Villa, presidential villa overseeing the NEC Committee, the National Economic Council, through a voucher meeting to see how all these plans will come together. She speaks up about what the country should look like economically in days ahead.
1: We uh, also discussed with NEC the gross revenue that we're expecting into the federation account, which will subsequently be shared. The revised 2020 budget has a total expenditure of $9.16 trillion, while the projection we're making for 2021 budget is right now at $9.613 So after the consultations with NEC and with National Assembly and with the public, we'll now make any adjustments that become necessary before we eventually go to the Federal Executive Council for approval.
0: Okay, uh, but just also to confirm to you, at 11 a.m. yesterday, the President did sign the revised 2020 budget. Uh, yes, that was confirmed. Uh, well, the, the breakdown of that... Um, well, it means that you have 10 trillion naira, 805 billion naira, uh, and then you add 554,664,642 naira um, as now the details for the revised budget. Did you get it? Let me take that again. 10 trillion, 544 million naira. Uh, 664,642 naira. Okay, that closes up the numbers, the best describes our economic life even now. Let's move on to another subject now. Um, A faction of the All Progressive Congress in Odo State has called on the national leadership of the party to call governors of Ekiti and Kaduna State, as well as the Minister of Transportation, to order for their involvement in the crisis bedeviling the party in the state. Should I give you a background to this? Well, ABC practically doesn't have a stable formation in, 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 um, in those states right now. It has been who is leading, who is not leading. And that has been going on for some time now. Uh, Henry Ola Ruja was speaks upon this um, about the forces that is making the party quite unstable. Here's how he reasons on this situation. Take a listen for yourself.
2: To avoid grace and embarrassment that may arise from abuse of the Office of chairman and your governor's forum he and his court should desist from facilitating on democratic process while trying to impose the ukraine governor Rotimi agreed on, on the apc by putting for an indirect model which is broadly inimical to the success of our party in general election coming up on the 10th of october 2020 he should note that although oh, no, is not an appendage of its decision and such you should
0: stop with the Remember some minutes ago I played for you with the West African Examination Council as regards resumption of doing those exams as announced by the Minister of State for Education? Well, that was changed because the Minister of Education now, Adamo Adamo, came forward again to announce that it will not be allowed, uh, students belonging to unity schools would not be resuming as earlier announced. A change of mind, a change of policy, change of situation.
1: Schools under the supervision of the Federal Ministry of Education will not reopen on August 4th or anytime soon. Our schools will only open when we believe it is safe for our children and that is when the situation is right. And I would also like to, at this position, uh, ask those states that have already announced, I appeal to them. I think it is not safe. I feel responsible for all children, not just the children who are in federal government controlled schools. You know, if we are given the choice, me as Minister of Education, if I'm given the choice, I don't mind Nigeria losing a complete school year than exposing our children
0: to danger. And I think that may be wise. I know some people will hate me for saying so, but that may be wise. There has to be children alive for you to teach them. Meanwhile, some passengers did fly this week. What was their experience like? You really don't have a situation where passengers now have to, you know, club themselves up.
1: No, there's a lot of distancing, at least. I think
0: we're not much in the plane. Not we actually for One one pass it, one one pass it. I, I, I think there should be one one per seat. In you can't sit on two seats after all. Maybe it made one one per line. But that was not the picture that came out to okay. Uh, but um, uh, the Nigeria Civil Aviation Authority, Musa Nuhu, uh, Nuhu that's uh, the director-general there, also talks about the uh, compliance. So far, so good. From what we've seen, there's been significant level of compliance with the airlines. We've had feedbacks, uh,
1: reports, and pictures from both Lagos and uh, Abuja Airports, which are the two airports that have opened today. And it's been quite impressive. So far, so good.
0: Now, let's go to Kogi State. It's interesting what uh, the governor there has been up to. He's been speaking on the coronavirus. I don't know if he's speaking up differently now, but uh, this is how he sounded like when he started off this week. Since
1: the COVID-19 situation was thrust upon the world, including Nigeria, nothing is altogether new under the sun. Whether the coronavirus all COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 is natural or artificial, whether it came out of China or elsewhere, and whether by hypostance or hostile action, we need an evolving synergy between science and common sense, medicine and governance to beat this monster.
0: Wow, I really feel like clapping as well. I really feel like clapping. Science and common sense medicine and politics, uh, and every other thing involved. But, well, I don't know if he has been able to bridge uh, bridge between those uh paraphrases he used uh, in there. But what else is week? Uh, and that's how he explains that. He also did put out new judicial officers uh, in his state uh, to take responsibility, including the state's uh, Chief George. Uh, he has what he advised them on how to go about their duties. We have no doubt that they will provide
1: excellent leadership for our judiciary and the state in general, we therefore charge them to execute all the functions of their respective offices with erudition and the fear of Almighty God.
0: All right. Well, that was uh, the governor of Kogi State, Yaya Bailo, speaking uh, with regards to a little bit of COVID-19 and judicial work, common sense, medicine, politics, and, and the rest of it in between there and there. Okay. Um, hmm. The Federal Character Commission has warned ministries, departments, and agencies, that's MDAs, uh, it will soon prosecute airing agencies that fail to comply with laid-down procedures and recruitment process. Forgive them, reading slow. I just need to understand this as well. Take it in and breathe it out. Something like that. Well, it says that they are concerned about uh, how appointments are being made in the country they expressed disappointment over the compromise of the operational standards of the Commission um, and also some other things. Now, um, at a press briefing on Wednesday, uh, the Federal Character Commission uh, Chairman, the newly appointed one, Dr. Mohiba uh, Dankakai, um, issued the warning that they need to comply, follow the nominal rule, follow the Federal cam- uh, Character uh, guidelines uh, as regards who gets what in line with how distribution is done. I- Okay, I'm just gonna let you talk. Listen to him.
1: The constitutional provision and even has to be our instrument for ensuring the implementation of federal character principle among ministries, departments and agencies. Since the establishment of the commission 20 years ago, public perception has remained at its lowest health. However, we are poised to change the narrative. We shall work a situation to improve on the image of the commission a robust advocacy by engaging
0: stakeholders in the sustained campaign of our home all right well i'm going to say she's a she okay so much going on across the country and as it stands now People have continued to tweet on, with regards to um, an attack in Asuroka that did see documents in the NFIU. I, mean, I waited some hours ago to check. There was nothing from the presidential and to, uh, to say this was that, uh, or from any of the spokesperson of the presidents to ascertain if that's turned out to be true. Uh, it's just been rumored so far so good on Twitter. I don't know. I can't substantiate that. I can't verify that. But I do know that conversation is going on. However, what I'm concerned about on the edge of this is that why is it that when um some questioning or some attention is being put forward around mda's uh and yeah mda's ministries departments and agencies of the government some doc- some documents uh goes up in flame or something happens for it to be st- stolen rats take them off or some incident just really really happens that uh, brings forth some questions. I just, it's just a common sense feeling. Can I go with that word? Uh, when there's somebody in the spotlight, there's somebody out there as well that something is not going right and wrong for uh, This is really confused me and sometimes gave me a headache. I need to go on a break now. After the break, I will open up the phone lines for you to join the conversation. Now, this is the brief Which From the Life. You've been briefed and it's time for tell me what you think of all the stories as they stand and as how things will be. This is The Brief with Day Live.
1: A great talk show unravels your thinking, makes you stop to listen, engages you in a debate of opinions. I believe this man.